You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. How many lights of the world are here? You are not a local champion. Hallelujah. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar, that means a special set of people with a peculiar way of dealing with things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Proverbs 17, 9. The Bible says, Proverbs 17, 9, He that covereth transgressions seeketh love, but he that repeated a matter separated very friends. Hallelujah. He that covered a transgression. Then let's read first John 417. I think we read it last week. First John 417. Bible says, Aaron is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then I want to show us a scripture that is so direct, much more direct than all these ones. And let's read from Psalm 34. We're going to start from verse 8. Psalm 34. That's a very powerful scripture. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. That means God is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Next verse. Oh, fear the Lord, ye is saints. There is no one to them that fear him. So those who fear him don't lack anything. The young lions don't lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Wow. Next verse. Come, ye children. And that is where we are going. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. It's a very short message this morning. Now, he said there is no want. Go back to verse 8. Taste and see the Lord is good. Verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints. Let's read the next thing together. What, what does it? There is no want to them that fear him. So, if you fear God, that's what he's saying. You will lack nothing. But then, I love the Bible. It goes further to show, so how, what kind of fear is he talking about? Is it to hear God and tremble? God, 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 God. But then, so that you will not be left in any doubt as to the meaning of to fear God. So the Bible moves on in the, verse 11. Verse 11 again. Come ye children, hearken unto me. He said, there's no one to them that fear you. He said, fear him. So now, let me teach you how to fear him. He said, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So what is the fear of the Lord? Next verse. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? How many of you want this thing? You like life. You love many days. That is, you want to live long. And then you want to see good. Some live long and they witness bad things. Some parents have buried their children. 
Saiba are 80 and they have sorrowful stories to tell. When Jacob met Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, how old are you? Jacob, the father of Joseph. When they finally got to Egypt, when they told that Joseph is alive, Joseph is alive, that Joseph is alive, he wanted to faint. And then he saw the wagons that were brought from Egypt. And he said, okay, I think my son is alive truly. When he got to Egypt, oh, that's not the life I imagine for anybody. People think that Jacob was a, yeah, he was great because the mercy of God was upon him. But the guy had too many sorrows he carried on his shoulder all through his life. I don't know what made Pharaoh to ask him that one question. How old are you? He must have seen the guy looking haggard, tired. There is a way life will beat a man and it will show in your expression. He said, how old are you? I never thought of using this scripture. So I'm not trying to, where, where is that? Exodus um, 41, 42 interpreted the dream. And then 43, 44, I think it's about 44, 45 or there about that. They were brought back to Egypt. Can somebody let me look for uh, where exactly Jacob stood before Pharaoh? Let's start from there. God bless you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I have a couple of announcements to make. So I'm going to make the message short this morning. You can have your seat. God bless you. Some of you are already tired. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay. So, um, as somebody found where Jacob met Pharaoh? What chapter is that? What? Genesis 47. What? Show me the verse where he asked him that question. So Genesis 47, 8. Give us Genesis 47, 8. And Pharaoh said to Jacob, How old are thou? That was the only question he asked him. He looked at the guy and he was like, How? How old? And Look at the answer. And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and what? Help me, please. Come alive. What's the next word there? Say it again. Please, can we all say it? Hallelujah. Who wants this? He said 130 years, few. He said, but evil. He must have thought of all that Laban did to him. When they were supposed to give him Rachel, they gave him Leah. He must have thought about how he was deceived for many years that his son was dead, who was not dead. He must have thought about Rachel that he loved finally as he was coming back with properties as they were about to get to where they were going to then Rachel died one man so he told Pharaoh he didn't stay to tell the guy he said my yes because Abraham died 175 that was why he said few he said I have not attained to the years of my father all that happened to me did not happen to Abraham my father nobody told Abraham or Isaac my father nobody told my grandpa Abraham that Isaac was lost Nobody told Isaac that I was lost. I was the one all these things happened to. Nobody tricked my father or my grandpa into marrying the wrong woman. I was the one all these things happened to. So he said, my years have been few and evil. That's a terrible description a man can give to his life. But then, 
the answer, the antidote is where we read in the book of Psalm. The Bible says, who is it that loveth life? And many days, 120, 199 years old, 98. But the Bible is careful not to qualify that you might live long and live in sorrow. But I want you to live long and live in joy. Hallelujah. When I go around Lagos, go around, especially I grew up in Abelkuta. When I go around the city of Abelkuta, you see a lot of old people but full of sorrow. If they ask them this question, they are going to answer this way also. But my life is, they will say, they won't say short, but they will say full of evil. They witness too many terrible things. Now, the Bible is saying that you don't want to go that way. And they say, what is the answer to this? So who is it that loveth life? Who wants to live long? But then as he lives long, he sees only good things. And the Bible tells you that that is the fear of the Lord, is the answer. And then how does one fear God? Then he explains. Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile. Verse 14. Depart from evil, do good, seek peace, and pursue it. The Bible says, follow peace with all men. Seek peace. There is no time that what I'm sharing now is more relevant in the body of Christ than now. Too many offenses and record keeping of evil and offense. Who will save this generation from a journey towards destruction by the spirit of offense, anger, and fault finding? Pastor Femi, my friend, preached in church one day and he gave an example. So somebody met him after I so sent him a mail. I'm not coming to church again. You used me to preach. He said, I say it before God. When I was said that example sounded like you, but when I was talking about the story, I did not even remember you. Marriages that I've dealt with in trouble up to 13, 14, that month alone. I was making an example of what happened when I traveled to a city, another city, and somebody sat in church and said that it's me he's talking about and just sent him, I'm not coming. In. Offense. Honestly speaking, sometimes I ask that, did Jesus really teach us about forgiveness? Christians talk about this most, but it's lacking most in our midst. We hold on to things against one another. The Bible says if you can keep your tongue and pursue good. Let me tell you the weakness of many Christians. We love to hear the stories of other people. Somebody comes to now. The Bible says God has given us, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you start from verse 17, 18, 19. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. But I don't see many believers playing that role. You know the weakness of many people? You enjoy when people tell you something secret, something about other people. When a believer tells you that another believer has wronged him, because you are praying the ministry of reconciliation, heal that wound by telling the person that, you know what, let me take you to him. Always reconcile people. Don't take side. Reconcile people. Don't join him in believing what he has believed about that person. The person has not done anything to you, but you have joined this person who has come to tell you, see that sister, she did this and why don't you say, oh, she did that to you. Maybe she didn't mean it. Can we go and see her? You have gained the two of them if you do that. Ministry of reconciliation. Don't join your voice that, hey, really, even me, I've just been looking at her. Then you fuel it. You see, 
God is described as three things. God has power, but God is not power. God is light. God is life. And God is love. Those are the three New Testament descriptions of God. God is light. God does not have love. God is love. 1 John 4, if we start from verse 6, God is love. He does not have love. He is love. God does not have life. He is life. God does not have light. God is light. That's what the Bible says. You know, um, history tells us when they kill all the apostles, the only one that they could not kill was John. Who talked about love more than, with all the revelation, I, I, I mean, that's not to say that um, Paul's death was not the will of God, he died outside the will of God, no. But you know how Paul died? Paul was tied to chariots and they drove the chariots in two different directions, so he was torn into pieces. That was how Paul died. Isaiah was put in a plywood and saw into two. So when Paul said, when Hebrews says that by faith some were sawn into two, he was talking about prophet Isaiah. That was how he died. The king killed him. Peter was crucified upside down. He was going out of Jerusalem because Nero wanted to catch him. And as he got to the gate of the city, he saw a vision of Jesus going into Jerusalem. And he said, my Lord, where are you going to? Jesus said to go and die the second time. Peter understood the message. He turned back and he entered the city and they arrested him and killed him. When, when they wanted to crucify, he told them that I don't want to die like my love. Make a difference between me and Jesus Christ. Turn me upside down. That was how he turned me upside down. But John was arrested. It is true. From a pot of oil to pot of fire to everything, none killed John. So he was thrown into the island of Patmos where he wrote the book of Revelation because no death could kill him. And when he was alive, he began to tell people that he that walketh in love, there is no force against you. S listen to me. You can't serve in the house of God without somebody stepping on your toes. It, I, I wrote that in, in, on Facebook a while ago because any city I go to, when you talk to believers, too many beef, offenses. More beef than the one ex-men are carrying around as in their cows. You just wonder, where is the place? When people begin to talk, then I sit back and I wonder, Did you, have you read anything at all about forgiveness? Love covereth multitude of sin. Can you cover people? And you know why we don't do this? The most violated scripture in the Bible is what Jesus said, that if thy brother offend thee, go tell him. I have been a Christian for 27 years, from my secondary school days, when I was a very young boy. Christians don't tell the other Christians, they will tell someone else first. You don't even give the person a chance to explain himself. This has wrecked churches. Even among pastor to pastor. This is painful. A simple instruction. This is the strongest hand of Satan in our beasts. We violate that scripture. There is, a, there is this tendency in an average man that when you are offended, you tell someone else. You don't tell the one who has offended you. So reconciliation is made impossible. Now we have phones. We have WhatsApp message. We will not still obey Jesus. Somebody... They say somebody has said something about you. You are the person's number. You will not call. You will walk up to someone else and say, you know what? He said this about me. Why didn't you just call him? I learned to say this. You see, even if he denies, you have stopped that flow somehow. You know why I'm sharing this? Jesus is looking for a church that will overcome these things. The body of Christ in Africa has never lacked power. 
neither do we lack resources. This is one thing that is lacking. And when people say that there's no love in that place, they talk about towards them. What about you towards others? Those who made that say, a lot happened when I was in school, when people made that kind of statement. And I, I, I would never say to someone that I see, that means there's no love even in you. If you say that you are not treated well, the reason why you are saying it is because you are not working in love to have forgiven them. Are you getting what I'm saying? People carry this into marriage, and you see, Christians' rate of divorce is almost as is almost equal to that of unbelievers. Why do we find it difficult to forgive and let go of things? Do you know how many believers that the mother-in-law don't talk to sister-in-law uh, to daughter-in-law? At least I know quite a few. Born again, spirit-filled, the mother-in-law wakes up in the morning. She's praying in her room in tongues and worshiping. The daughter-in-law is praying in her room in tongues and worshiping, and during the day they are not talking. And heaven is looking down. And God is asking the angel, did she just worship me or worship herself? Love. Do you know how many people have led churches across Africa? Because Anosha said something. One day we had a program when we were on Tony Streets. They asked somebody to repack. She came in, she drove and packed. And the people in Kappa just woke up to her and said, Madam, no, no, no. Uh, if you pack that way, it will reduce the number of cars that can enter this place. Can you reverse here? She reversed and went out of the compound and left. Pretty soon she'll be praying for breakthrough. You know, thank God that some of us have never had the mind of those who go from prophet to prophet. I, I know many of them personally. The greatest message they need to, to hear. Someone said that sit down, learn to walk in law, your problems will disappear. Most people go around to consult problems. They don't work in love. That's their problem. And nobody has told them. So somebody will collect their money one day and give them one kind of prophecy. We must get to a time that all over the world, we must go back to the nitty-gritty of Christianity. The people in the world are looking for love. When you talk about Grammy Award and all those things, there is decoration, there is money. There's so much money in the world. When MTN is doing concerts, when uh, Rotemans, all of them, you see how they decorate stage and the rest. What is lacking all around the world? People are looking for those who have love in them, who can love. I have met friends who have it in them, that CEOs confide in, in ordinary janitor in the office when they see the love of God. See, there's no end to this. I have seen people, I remember one of my relatives who was highly placed, very close to the governor, and then his driver, he began to, he gave land and properties to the driver when he was dying. That driver was closer to him than all his friends. And the guy never betrayed him. The driver was a born angry, so who will pray for? He was the first one that told me that he was not paying tight. He was paying 30% of his money. A driver. When the man was going to die, he gave properties and included the driver's name in his will. The driver got a land and a building as a driver. There's no way God cannot protect and promote and pro It's not in the nature of the job. It's in the nature of the worker. CEOs are still looking for, in our days, betrayal is so high. People are still looking for a real person to trust. And this is supposed to be the advantage that Christians should have. That's why I said, in the multitude of words, sin is, if you talk too much, you always sin. Did you get what I've just said now? <laughs> you see, you know by now, I can go on and on and be bringing you, but sometimes, I want to stop on 15, 20 minutes and be sure that people absorb what is said. 
have you read that Jesus said, Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 16, about power to bind. Power to bind is attached to ability to forgive. He said, if your brother have anything against you, forgive. When he finished explaining why you should forgive, even if he sinned against you how many times, he said, forgive. He now said, then I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth. Look at it. Go to verse 15. It's a whole long connected together. Honestly, I was going to talk about some other things, but this just coming from my spirit. I mean, you open Facebook and you just see the level of beef that people have for one another. And to think that some of them are Christian is unthinkable. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass again, they go and tell him his faults. Number one, what you're saying is that there's nothing new under the sun. There is a tendency that your brother will offend you. Did you get that? Hope you. Did you get that? So this is Jesus talking. If your brother, that means it is possible, my brother, not my enemy, my brother. You know, the enemies of people are praying that they should fall down and that they are members of their family. And they are if thy brother should sin against you, the Bible says that first of all, go and tell him. That means the first thing I should know as a Christian, that there is a possibility that anybody called my brother will sin against me. Leave that gap because men are not perfect. So if I am in the choir, there is a possibility that people in choir will offend me. Jesus is already telling you that I prepare for that. You are not really rated in heaven if you are happy in choir when everything is fine. You are rated the day you are offended and you press on to do the work more. You know what I've just said? So, go and tell him it's for between thee and him alone. Honestly, I love the Bible. It's always giving details. He said the first thing should be between just the two of you alone. Amen and brethren, in my 27 years, I, I don't read any scripture that believers, uh, uh, 60% of Christians, Although the number is reducing now, we're not committing fornication. Those who drive about 40% are less. Or that, that time. But the number is it's almost 50-50 now. How <laughs> it will become 70 to 30. Because uh, everything is on our faces, all out there. So people are falling every day. But thank God for those who are rooted in Christ. That's amazing. You are coming and telling people that there's nothing wrong with sin. You see, you'll be forgiven. Yes, you'll be forgiven. But live the life of righteousness and of Christ. That's all. Anyway, but that's not our point today. So, lying. So many Christians don't lie. Some lie. Maybe 50-50. <laughs> but then we still have a lot of Christians up to like 40 percent who will never tell lies. I don't see any why I should tell any mortal man a lie. Afraid of what? Lie comes from because you're afraid. When I say something, when you're not there, when you're there, I can say. So I don't say what I cannot say before a person. I will say it. So why should I tell a lie? What can man do to us? But you see, the one that people violate most is this one. Once somebody offends you and you talk to someone else, you have disobeyed Jesus Christ. He said, go and tell him between you and him alone. You are not, you, you don't have right as a kingdom citizen to discuss with someone else if you have not told the person. Never report someone to someone without first of all. Go and beat that person. Jesus gave you the process. If he hears thee, you have gained your brother. That means the issue dies at that point. Next verse. Verse 16. Then Jesus said, then he gave a chance. I love Jesus. It's interesting in family spirit. Then if he does not listen, you've told him. Maybe once or twice. Oh brother, you are doing this to me. I don't like it. 
You are doing idol like that. He said, take somebody, two or three, with thee. Now, the Bible is not saying that just go and tell other people. Take other people with you. Call him. Brother, sit down. I told you two weeks ago. I told you one, one week ago. Now, I want Wale and Tokwe to be there to know what we have discussed. That I don't like this thing that you do to me. The Bible is still saying that bring the brother into the equation. Don't say it behind him. I sear down a church that I master this. No enemy will be able to come into that. They will pray and it will ascend to heaven. I've told you before. The Bible says that unto the church in Philadelphia, I have said before you are open the which no man shall judge. Check your Bible. What's the meaning of Philadelphia? See, when you see a word in the Bible, check the meaning. Philadelphia means brother in love. Hebrews 13 1 says, Let brother in love continue. That was saying, Let Philadelphia continue. So, what was Jesus saying? He was not talking to a physical church located in Philadelphia. He was saying that a church that has reached a level of brotherly love, open door, he said before them. Did you get that? That's what Joe is saying. It's a church that we bind and it will be bound. It's not in the fasting and prayer. Look at little key opening great door that is tripping on many people. This has affected the body of Christ in Nigeria. Sincerely, Reverend Joe said when he came, there is no love in Nigerian church. And when individuals talk, some people will say there is no love because they asked for welfare and they didn't give them. That's not what we are talking about. You that you asked for money and they didn't give, I said there's no You just said there's no love in you. That's why you are complaining. Because it's not about you. Because some people do that. I say people will come to our service for the first time. They will come when you are sharing the grace. They will even part of the come when you are sharing the grace. And immediately after the grace, they walk up to the office that's okay, so uh, school fees, 200,000, this one. And I say, so you think those who have been in church, some of them do have needs as well. It's very funny the way some people do. And when you, when you endure people like that, after collecting money from me, they're going to another place to go and ask for another money again. I've seen it over and over again. See, the first year of our church, we wasted money doing this. We're not organized about our welfare. Now we're organized because we ask questions. Oh, we, God, people came and did all sorts. <laughs> I saw a guy. <laughs> you know, we, we just, maybe the whole offering will be 15,000 then. Ask the leaders. After that, I'll be like, you know, how much do we have? And we'll call people and share it among them. We thought we were helping. Ah, we suffered. Until I went to preach somewhere, I saw some of those people doing the same thing, telling the same story. It's amazing. I, I am not, I don't mean any, but I just want to say, I mean, this is just, I have seen, there's a doctor in our midst who actually walked up to us and said that anybody that wants to deliver in the hospital and has no money and everything, send them to my hospital. I will give them the best of treatment and it will be free of charge. Do you know some people approach welfare in the church that day? I'm pregnant, I do have And they said, oh, wonderful. God has helped somebody and they said, I cannot go there. Sometimes you ask a question, what exactly do people want? When they told me, I said, tell the person that God is your help. God bless you. We won't give you one couple. The hospital is close by. This is a doctor that said that he has not recorded any debt in three, more, in three years of practice. He offered. He said, once the person from this church, I will personally, I will not tell other doctors, I will do it myself. And it will be free of charge. Delivery, post-delivery. And they will tell people to go. Some people will say that I cannot go. Because all they want for you to give them money. No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Amen. Yeah, it's possible the person might have prevented from one hospital or the other, but at that level, if that is what they offer you, you should take it. That's what I'm saying. 
and then let nobody think I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about you. You don't know I'm talking about, so your name is not mentioned. So don't put your name where your name is not said. When they say someone in church, if you, are, if you think you are this, why don't you laugh also? Someone is nobody's name. I say, it's, it's me they are talking to. Now, nobody in the church has an idea of anybody I'm talking to. So don't draw your picture and put it there. Say, it is me. You know, church is interesting. The way some people pay. So, so, some people wait to listen. I said they are waiting for, I'm in this church until I'm offended. So, they are waiting for the day somebody will say something. Hey, hey, this is what I've been waiting for. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's a wrong spirit. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Now, let's just complete this and I'll stop. If you if know, he said, he said, out of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. That's the whole thing. If you neglect to hear them, you're taking two or three people along with you and he does not want to listen. Say, tell the church. If you neglect to hear the church, say then, tell him you are on your own. That is when you are free. So just say that. No problem. Look at what the Bible said we should go through. Peter said, how many times should my brother for Jesus? He said, seven times. I didn't say, I said, 70 times seven. 490 times before you take an action. <laughs> You must be very mean to be counting. Number 272 now. I'm waiting. I'm at the way for 19. <laughs> like if brother says, just if they slap you right, you turn your left. Say, after slapping you, they didn't tell her what to do. That means I'm left to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you, is somebody blessed this morning? See, these are simple things. I hope to repeat it for a second. I, I, I'm sure I'll go a different way second service, but I would have loved... It's just coming from my heart to share with people. We can have 100% results. We will go back to that beginning. So if you love life and many days, do you think about living long? Living long is not a prayer request. Two things. Honor your father and your mother. Ah, I feel sorry for my generation. When I wrote about that on Facebook, a senator wife sent me a message. One senator had said that this is awesome. I feel sorry. The sin of dishonor, how rude this generation is, especially the younger people. They can insult anybody. What transfer between Wallace and that guy on the seat? What shocked me was, I mean, I don't think so, but what shocked me was the father. How young people were, they pushed the insult further. And if it's Wallace and so bloody what? Why would they sit down? Some one guy said, if he was one, he would punch him off his seats. These are 17, 18 year old boys talking to a man of 80 something. You love life and you want to see many days. Bible says, keep your, the answer is here, not on your knees, it's in your mouth. You will see many things. Discipline will tell you to shut up your mouth. Those who like to say your truth, share your truth, express yourself, you are getting yourself into trouble. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So I'm asking the job question this morning, this same question. Who love life that you want to live long and see many days? The Bible is telling you the answer. Keep your mouth. It said, pursue peace. Pursue peace. Follow peace with all men, even those who, are, who annoy you. Follow peace. Be the one to always extend only branch. You are not the weak person if you are the one seeking reconciliation. Husband should not wait for the wife to apologize or you want him to do. What do you gain if you, they come to beg you first before you answer? And what do you lose if you are the first person to extend only branch? Nothing. To men, it will look like you are the one that is the weak. To God, you are the strong one who is taking initiative. 
Bible says, pursue peace. Make sure there is nothing between you and anybody. Pursue peace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tenants, landlord, you neighbors, pursue peace. Let's go, let's go back and let's conclude. Matthew 18. Back to that Matthew 18. Thank you, Lord. I'll close now. Matthew 18. Verse 17. Matthew 18, 17. Back to. If neglect, I tell the old church. Then verse 18. Do you see how the scripture is going down, down, down? Look at what Jesus said. As a result of you following these three steps, you go and tell him first. You take two people. If he does not listen, you tell the old church. He said, if you follow that process, say, verily I say unto you. Jesus used that word verily just about three times. He said it, when he says the word verily, it means something serious. He said it about being born again. Now he said that verily I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Everybody look at me. If you have violated this step, please don't bind the devil. It's a waste of time and waste of energy and waste of saliva. Once you cannot overcome this, don't go and do deliverance and be shouting, I bind you. You are wasting your time. Yeah. There was, Papa Egan, when the Lord showed him that there was a child conversing. A pastor's child. And Summer Egan got to know, as he was talking to the woman, they are talking about something else. She just said she, that uh, I hate my mother-in-law. And Egan said, you are a Christian. You are not capable of eating. The child used to have seizures. And for the first time to call to the woman that maybe this is the door left open. See, when the devil is playing in your life repeatedly, there is a prolonged delay that you cannot explain. There is a situation. You get a job, now you lose it. Everybody wants to get a job. You do something where everybody is against you. You need to find out which door is left open that the adversary is coming in. Sickness today, tomorrow, every now and then, if you ever get well, then it starts again and again. Then there is a door which the enemy is coming in through. And when again shared the word of God about the love of God, she went home to tell the mother-in-law, it doesn't matter what you have done to me. It doesn't matter the fact that you have come to stay in our house, you want to control everything. I love you and I will honor you and I will respect you. And she started. The next time the child has, a, has that seizure, it just, she only said, Lord, I'm working in love. I have blocked every satanic answer to the family and the child got well. The child lived 17 years after that without a single seizure, not one. The woman stood before her church and shared. She was shocked. They had fasted and prayed and prayed and prayed. They had carried that child to all healing evangelists in America to pray for nothing happened. The power of love. Because what fasting cannot do, love can do. God is love. If you are always seeking peace and reaching out to people and loving people, there is no power of hell that can stand in your life. God will see to it. Because God lives in you because you walk in love. He will say to you that all attacks against you are arrested. Love. I tell you the truth. It's difficult on the flesh. Your flesh wants to react many times. Love. Are you with me? Ooh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to preach somewhere one day. No AC, no fan. I soaked from head to toe. They escorted me to the car when I was leaving. Not even pure water. And told me how mightily blessed they were. And escorted me to the car and I left. That was all. 
Two weeks after that, they said the committee met and said, I should come back again and continue the message that they were so blessed. I went there and they repeated the same thing. And I said to me, no usher brought water. They saw me dripping from head to toe. They escorted me to the back of the train, to the car, and they said bye-bye. If they invite me again, I will go there and repeat the same thing. And I did not report them to anybody. I've never mentioned the name of the pastor that did that to anybody. You see, your love work will be tested. It's true. It's true. On my bed, the one of the leaders asked me that if there's anything I want to have that you have, it is the ease with which you forgive. Leave the gap. I get what I'm saying. This is very important. They love. The way the glory of God will descend into your life, if you refuse to be offended. I just got born again in my secondary school, and they asked us to come and mop a place. And the lady that led me to cry, that used to preach in our class, she was my classmate. And then I wanted to ask her that. So what time did they say we should come? She thought maybe I wanted to get close to her to ask her out or so. And the way she answered me, that please, please go and find out somewhere. Offense wanted to set in. I just got born again. But somehow the Spirit of God helped me to remove the oath. I just said no. I fellowship. And by the time I was in SS studio, I was the president of the fellowship, and she was the Bible study or so. And I said that I would have been tricked out. Offense. You also offend people. That's why you should forgive with this. Are you following me? Yeah. You know, sometimes I wonder whether we are going to the same heaven with some people. Some missionaries built a school in a village. They built a school. Women built a school for the children of those who killed their husbands. They landed in that city. The villagers invaded the place and killed all men and raped all the women. They did not leave. They stayed there. They continued preaching. Later, they came back. They left later. Then they came back to start a school free of charge to be teaching those who raped them and killed their husbands. Honestly speaking, if we're on a queue and we get to heaven, and angels are looking at you, and your own anger is that they said something on puppet, you're angry. Nobody kill you, kill your husband. And those who were killed are there, who forgave people. How do you think God will look at you? The angel will say, like, well, should we descend on this one, we slap? Or, I don't understand. Little, little things. So, the power to bind, you see how to bind. Has someone been binding and nothing is being bound? Can you check your love work? That is always where the answer. Kenneth Hagin said, if I ever try to bind and it does not work, I will stray my last seven days. Who have I not forgiven? What have I said about people? Men and brethren, you know the last time I taught us, I led all of us into prayer. You remember? Last Sunday in August, and I was praying about the blood of Jesus. How many of you remember? Go back to last Sunday. I prayed four times, second time. We prayed all through. And I taught us, I, we're all shouting some prayers here, chanting, using the blood of Jesus to remove the effect of negative what might have spoken. See, what don't die? When you have said negative things about people and they also say it about you, it becomes a web in the spirit. It hooks. Blessings coming. Be careful about what goes on around you. Clear the atmosphere at all times. This is why regularly we use the blood of Jesus. Every and writing against us. There are voices. Many times it's not even what others say about it. It's what we have said about other people. You see, if you say something that affects somebody negatively, 
Somebody should have given the person a job. Somebody should have been a blessing to the person, but they chose not to because you have used your mouth to say some wrong things about the person. It's a seed you have sown. Except the blood of Jesus or prove the seed. The day somebody will be of a blessing to you also, another tongue will rise against you also. These are the places that Christians don't look when we say things. So after saying something about somebody, somebody that should have patronized the person chose not to again. Somebody that could have helped the person chose not to again. And then you knew that you're asking God for help. How shall God do? He's a God. He's a just God. So the only way you can reroute it through is to begin to pray for mercy by the blood of Jesus. But when you are forgiven, then stop using your mouth to say things. Don't sow wrong seed against other people. What to say? Church must watch out for these things. Did you get what I've just said now? Is someone blessed this morning? Shall we rise? God bless you. Hallelujah. You know, it sounds like a solemn message. I enjoyed it. Because when we have this working in the church, it will be awesome. There's no guarantee that I will not offend you. Somebody woke up to me and said that she greeted me and I did not answer. I can't remember. And for which she was depressed. I said, sister, when she told me, I said, Roman, I'm sorry. See, sorry is very easy for me to say. You don't I mean. I don't have a problem with apology. I said, I'm sorry. I said, but you should have told me, see, if I went into a vacation for two weeks because you greeted me. I said, many things go through my mind every Sunday morning. I might not remember that you greeted me. If I greet her, you do answer. I will stand before your face. Good morning. You will be forced to answer. It's very simple. Because truly, you might not know that I'm greeting you. It will shock you if you share this message with many Christians. How it will heal many people in many churches. When I post, a, I just posted a part of this on Facebook. It was a pastor that first of all called me. He said, please turn it to serious. We need to do this. He said, everybody that visited my office in the last three weeks, one offense against their church, their pastor, their HOD, or the other. He said, I sat back and I said, God, is there a way? And what is going on? That people easily pick offenses. Very easily. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Bless every member of this congregation, Lord. Let them have miracles this end of the month. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.